golf and rock and roll. Not logical, but it is fascinating. Playing down that big old fairway. Don't want no hackers to get in my way. The boys and me got a big NASA going. We were born to drive. It's the Golf Insiders, giving you the inside scoop on all things golf. Now, here are your Golf Insiders on 740 The Game. I love to play. Hey, bring me another bucket of balls. We love it. And it's Wednesday, the final Wednesday of July in 2015. This is the Golf Insiders. If you were expecting Holly G, you're going to have to wait a little, little, little while. This is her week off. Uh, this is Jeff Shane of PGATour.com, uh, of PrimeSportsNetwork.com, and of the Golf Insiders. Uh, Holly's taking a little vacation up in the mountains, so we're going to uh, fly a little solo today with the help of uh, our guests. Um, and uh, we'll take you home down the fairways of I-4, which last I looked when I drove in was uh, very, very wet. So cart paths only today. Keep it between the lines, and we'll try to get you home as we uh, as we head in through the next hour, uh, good lineup uh, coming up uh, for the show. We've got uh, Bob Herrig of ESPN uh, out at the Quicken Loans National, as is Todd Lewis of Golf Channel. He'll be at the bottom of the hour. Uh, in between, we'll talk to Adam Shupak of Golf Week Magazine, and uh, we'll finish up with Steve Eubanks of Global Golf Post. Talk a little LPGA majors as well. Uh, this is uh, the Women's British Open Week, their fourth major as uh, NB Park, a hobbling NB Park, goes uh, for the Career Grand Slam. So uh, a lot to uh, get uh, going on and uh, plenty, of things, plenty of things to do. But uh, uh, this week uh, on the PGA Tour, uh, good to see Jason Day win uh, a tournament after coming so close. He, he uh, missed a little bit at the uh, U.S. Open, missed by a shot at the British Open uh, or the Open Championship, as the case may be. Uh, so finally, last week, he gets a chance to uh, uh, take somebody's National Open and Canada's uh, a pretty good third choice and a really solid finish uh, with uh, with three birdies in a row to uh, overtake David Hearn and Bubba Watson. The PGA Tour schedule this week moves to uh, the Quicken Loans National at a new place, uh, the Robert Trent Jones Golf Club uh, on Lake Manassas in Virginia, and uh, we'll have uh, we'll hear a little bit more about uh, about that. This is Tiger Woods, uh, his hosting event, and uh, so we'll get a chance to see him as well. And while we're at it, a person who has uh, who has uh, had a chance to uh, talk. Uh, and get a good read on what's going on with Tiger Woods this week, we'll bring in Bob Herrig of ESPN.com. Bob, good to talk to you again. Hey, Jeff. How's it going? Thanks for having me. <laughs> Doing pretty good. I was, I literally just got back from being out of town about three hours ago and got greeted by a, a thunderstorm and a downpour. So uh, welcome home, I guess. But uh, how yeah. are things out in Virginia? Had a lot of rain here as well. Um, just big downpours yesterday and today and uh it's uh uh you know makes for a bit of a soggy golf course and now obviously just like at home just like in florida some pretty hot humid conditions after the rain stops 
Yeah, that's uh, that, that is one of the, the downfalls of, of playing here or living here. Uh, the Quicken Loans National new golf course, semi new golf course. We've seen it four times before uh, for the President's Cup, but it's been ten years since uh, any of us have been out there. Uh, anything different going going on out there, and how have uh, how have the players kind of responded to the venue change? Well, it's um, the, the thing that's different is the routing. Uh, they had a different routing for the President's Cup. Uh, I'd be hard-pressed to explain exactly what it is, but typically they, they'll they change holes because of match play. Uh, you know, want, wanting maybe the, uh, you know, what's one of their better holes to, to not be the, the 18th because they know a lot of matches don't get that far. So, uh but it's a, uh, you know, it's an expansive, it's a beautiful place, obviously very high-end. Um, you know that Tiger wants this tournament at kind of a traditional golf course, and that's what you've got here. Uh, you know, just uh, really nice fairways and greens and a lot of trees, and, and, and it's been a con- congressional the last couple of years. They're going to go back there next year, but they can't play there every year, so they had to find somewhere else, and this is what they chose. Yeah, and uh, certainly uh, just kind of the backstory on RTJ is that uh, Robert Trent Jones Jr. himself um, was on a aerial uh, scouting trip for another golf course, ran across this parcel of land, fell in love with it so much that he bought it himself. So it must be a pretty good parcel to get uh, uh, get him to uh, make it his baby. You, you mentioned Tiger Woods. Uh, we We know that this is... His event, uh, the uh, the one that uh, he launched, what, about 10 years ago now? Last time we saw Tiger um, struggling at a place where we had never really seen him struggle before. He's taking the long-term view in it. Uh, what did you get out of his press conference yesterday? Well, I mean, he says that, and you wonder if he really does. I mean, I think that's important that he does take the long-term view. Um, at this point, what you know, it's it's... It, to me, it's just unrealistic to think that he's going to contend to win a tournament like this one, uh, not really having worked much on his game except for the last couple of days. And and do we really think he's going to go to the PGA Championship in a couple of weeks and contend? I mean, I, I think, um, you know, he's fooling himself and, and, uh, and, and putting expectations at a level that are beyond what they should be, if that's what he thinks. It's... I think it's he's a guy, a golfer in transition, uh, struggling to overcome injury and swing changes, and it's going to take time. You know, more time than he thought, and and maybe more time than anybody wants to give him. But that's what he needs. You know, he just he needs to play these tournaments like like nobody cares about him, which is impossible. But that's <laughs> what he needs to do. You know, he needs to. You know, if it were anybody else. You know, it would be you'd be playing these tournaments and kind of struggling through them, and nobody would be noticing that you're not doing very well. And, and but after a while, you keep putting the pieces back together, and all of a sudden, you know, maybe ten tournaments down the road, you emerge and you start shooting good scores. Well, you know, obviously Tiger is going to have a tough time doing that, but sort of that's the approach that needs to be with his game. I think at this point, it's not there, obviously. The fact that he could only get three birdies in two rounds at the old course, uh, you know, it, it was in a way as shocking as him shooting 80 at the uh, U.S. Open. I mean, in a different sort of way, it was it was just as shocking. I mean, he wasn't hitting the ball terribly by any means. He was in play and couldn't score, you know. And so I think that's the next that's the next piece of the puzzle here. Yeah, he mentioned 
uh, coming out of St. Andrews that his spin rates weren't letting him get through the wind. When, when he comes up with, uh, with, with the technological terminology, uh, do, you, do you think that that's just uh, a way for him to kind of, kind of explain it and, and put a reasoning behind it? Or, or do you think that, that he's really that in tune with everything that, that's going on with his swing? Well, I, 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 I think that deep down, he truly believes that, and maybe it's, tr- maybe it's true. But I don't think that's the way, the way to explain it to us. Um, I don't think he does himself any favors. You know, no. um, when he talks about, um, uh, you know, different swing patterns and, and, you know, activating his glutes, there was the spin rate. Um, you know, he's talked about, uh, uh, baseline shifts. Exactly. That was the one I was looking for baseline (laughs) shift. Now, all of that I'm, I'm guessing is true. Mm. You know, if you take it, 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 you know, he's, he's changed his swing again. He's going through the difficulty of eradicating an old swing and getting the new one in there. And, and sometimes they, they cross over each other and that's why he struggles. You know, he's having a hard time getting rid, I guess to put it in simple terms, get rid of the old habits. Sometimes you have a hard time doing that. It makes perfect sense. I do. But I think to talk, to, to talk about it at the level that he's been talking about, it does himself no favors. I mean, I think he just has to, it would be nice if he would come out and say, look, you know, I'm, I'm just not there right now. You know, I'm not at the level I want to be to compete with the best. Uh, I'm doing my best. You know, this is the only place where I can gain uh, tournament reps. I have to do it in front of the public, and I have to take my lumps. Now, he said that sort of. You know, he's talked about I have to, you know, take the bad with the good sort of thing, but he doesn't say it enough. At this, by the same token, he talks about trying to win or, you know, he, I, hey, I'm hoping I can, you know, maybe maybe if I win this week, I can play next week at the Bridgestone, all that kind of stuff. I mean, it's just I think it's self-defeating. You know, it, it gives the doubters even more reason to just criticize them, and, and if he's just more, a little bit more humble and honest about it, I think people understand. I, I would think so, and I, I guess what I don't understand is, does he say it to for the believers, the, the, the guys that, that think that he is a, a, the next win, the next major win even, is around the corner, or what, why do you, what do you think is the motivation for continuing to set the high expectation when obviously he's struggling? I think it's part of his makeup. It might be one of the reasons why he's been so good. He's not going to accept defeat. Uh, he's, uh, you know, got a lot of pride, and and he thinks he can he can find it. He thinks he can turn it around. And you know, uh, you know, maybe that's what separates him. You know, he doesn't let doubt creep in, like like most of us would do. Uh, and so, in a way, I, I get it. You know, it, it, he he's got an incredible mental makeup that he's had. Uh, throughout his career, which has gotten him the success he's had. But, you know, it, obviously it's easy for me to say, but at this point I just don't think it's realistic. Um, you know, does he think a, a major's right around the corner? Maybe. You know, I think he went into into the British Open at St. Andrews absolutely thinking he was going to contend. He had just come off a decent tournament. He was hitting the ball nicely. He looked good in practice. Why wouldn't he? Uh, and, and two holes in, it was basically done. Uh, and I think that's sort of a, the indication that he's just not able to take it to the course yet. And, you know, I was thinking about this as I was writing a piece yesterday. I mean, really, since he's come back from the back injury, 
which was in June of last year, his first tournament, he seems like he's always rushing to get ready for that next major. You know, he was he, he wanted to be ready for the British Open last year. Then he wanted to be ready for the PGA. Well, you know, he, he had a setback in between there before the PGA. Then he took a bunch of time off. And obviously, you're going to slowly work your way back in, right? Played at the Hero in December at Iowa, and then he had a couple events scheduled early in the year, Phoenix, which was a new one. He's going to play these tournaments and kind of build back up. Well, the setback was horrible chipping problems. Mm. So now he has to go away and address that. Now he kind of rushes. He wants to be ready for the Masters, puts everything into the Masters, and has a much better tournament than any of us thought he would and feels pretty good about things. And that's when he decides to go back and kind of start messing with the swing again, you know, because he didn't have the time to do it before. And so he took a couple of steps back again. And really, you know, there was no way he was going to compete at the U.S. Open. If you think if he'd have just taken maybe back in March, April time frame, taken a long-term view then, maybe he'd be farther ahead of the game right now with the ability to compete at the PGA. But he didn't do that, and, uh, you know, he's had to take these steps backward in order to move forward, and, and obviously the moving forward part hasn't started yet. Yeah, indeed. Um, okay, he's going to play this week at the Quicken Loans, uh, and the only way he can play next week at the Bridgestone anyway is, is to win this thing, and I don't, I'm, I'm going to guess he's not playing at Reno. Uh, so Quicken Loans... PGA Championship. Right now, he's not. He doesn't have enough points to get in the FedEx Cup playoffs either. How many more events do you think Tiger may have on his schedule for 2015? Well, he's. Um, you're right. He's not going to play the uh, Reno Tahoe event. He said that. Then he'd play the PGA. There's a school of thought that if he was able to have any kind of success in this tournament and the, and the PGA, to where he got within striking distance of making the playoffs maybe he'd add Wyndham you know it'd be a heck of a boost for that tournament I think it'd be really good for Tiger too I Mm -hmm. think it'd be good for for the way people view him in other words I'm going to go after it try to get in the sense though is if he doesn't have a good week here and at the PGA that why bother I mean if he's so far out that and and really probably not in a position to try to win that it wouldn't do any good so if he doesn't make the playoffs He's, he's looking at eight weeks off, basically, before he's going to play the Fries.com, which is the first event of the 2015-16 season in uh, basically the middle of October. Would he maybe play an event in Europe or somewhere during the playoffs in September, you know, August-September time frame? Possibly. I, I kind of doubt it, but, um, you know, I don't think it would be a bad idea for him to compete during that time. Uh, and then after that, he's got uh, an event in Mexico City, a PGA Tour Latin America tournament that he's committed to long ago with Matt Kuchar as his partner. Uh, and then would he add anything else? I don't know. Uh, obviously, the Hero Tournament in, in December. Right. So, you know, if I could give him the advice, and if he'd listen to me, I would suggest <laughs> play three or four events in those, in those in the fall. You know, take this time off after the PGA if he's gonna get, if he's not going to be in the playoffs. Use it to rest, rejuvenate, work on your game, come out, try to gain some traction at the fries.com and maybe the McGladry, say. Play two or two or three of those tournaments. Earn a few FedEx Cup points. Earn some world ranking points. Try to climb back up and give yourself kind of a good launching 
uh, pad into, into 2016. Um, I don't think he's going to be calling me to ask, though. <laughs> no, I, I don't think I'm on his list of advisors either. So, Anyway, I, I appreciate you getting in touch with us. we got to run, but, Bob, we will catch up with you another time. Enjoy the week out at RTJ. Thanks a lot, Jeff. Take care. And that was Bob Herrig of ESPN.com. We are just getting started here on the Golf Insiders. We'll be back right after this. Quite an impact, actually, uh, when he sank that three iron and hit me in the back of the head. I can't believe I'm into this. I really hate to lose. Asking forgiveness. Got the struggler's blues. And we are back with the Golf Insiders on 740 The Game. Uh, I'm Jeff Shane, PGATour.com and PrimeSportsNetwork.com. Holly G has the week off. She's enjoying some time up in the mountains. I don't blame her. Uh, uh, nice, uh, cool weather up there. Everybody should get a chance to, to do that a little bit. Um, we just uh, were talking with Bob Herrig of uh, ESPN.com about the Quicken Loans National. And uh, now we're going to bring in uh, from GolfWeek and GolfWeek.com, uh, Adam Shupak and Adam, I, Holly was telling me that you've got a prime assignment this week. You get to go up to Minneapolis and hang out with Arnie and Jack and Lee Trevino and Gary Player. I, I'd, I'd switch places with you. Yeah, this is kind of like my fifth major, Jeff. I love covering this event, the 3M Championship. We've got the Greats of Golf on Saturday, which is a, a, an exhibition a scramble, three-men teams, and you know, they call it the greats of golf, and it's, it's, that's really what it is. I mean, they get a, a, a better feel. It's like a, a Hall of Fame get-together. You're going to have uh, – Arnie's kind of the host of it these days, but Jack, Gary, and Lee are going to play together. Johnny Miller's there. Dave Stockton, uh, first appearance in Minneapolis for Tom Weisskopf. And uh, also they include the women. So Anika, Nancy Lopez, and Pat Bradley will be – be paired together and it's, it's just that's outstanding. it's just great to get to see all of them absolutely i i, I guess i wasn't aware of, uh, of how that had expanded and this is uh this is uh something that also is being that that's been done down at uh, the insperity down in texas right so this is this this is kind of the second of in a series of two or, or am i uh am i mistaken you're right there? you're right uh you know same same people operate both events at the one in minneapolis the tournament is completely free. 3M, you know, pays for everything, mm. you know, so no admission, no, no, no parking charge. I mean, you can't get any better than this. The players sign autographs on Saturday morning. And the coolest thing, uh, you're going to really be jealous when I tell you about this, but on Friday night, all these greats get together for a dinner. Um, there'll probably be about two dozen, uh, about a dozen Hall of Famers in all in, in the room with a couple 3M execs and, uh, and one journalist is going to sneak his way in there, be the fly on the wall. <laughs> yeah, that I, like I say, I would definitely switch with you. And uh, uh, I've got relatives in Minnesota. I'm going to have to find a way to to get up there. Now, obviously, not this week, but uh, uh, yeah, that, put it on deal. the calendar. <laughs> they, they they've put on a good show, and it's uh, I, I've been going for a few years now. I really enjoy it. What uh, what what is the type of things that that uh, that the greats of golf like to talk about when they all get together in a room? Is it swapping stories? Is it talking about uh, the state of the current game? What do they like to uh, talk to each other about? You know, it's uh, it's a lot of needling and old stories. 
you know, one, for me, I got to do this last year at the dinner for the first time, and I sat with Johnny Miller, and and he just lit me up for a while, telling me stories about Jack Nicholas and how, you know, Jack Nicholas is, you know, if if he told him that the sky was blue, uh, Jack would tell him it, it's actually it's actually brown. You know, he, he just never believes anything, but um, they have a they have a great relationship. He told one, my favorite story that he told that day was about. Uh, about the time they were playing in a team in a team tournament, and Johnny had about a 15 footer for birdie, and Johnny goes, "All right, I'll try to make it." And Jack goes, "Don't try, just make it." <laughs> <laughs> he said, "You know that is Jack Nicholas and how competitive he is. That just sums them up in a nutshell." Well, and, and the story has always been, and I've seen it happen on on more than one occasion. That it, no matter what type of outing it is, when Jack Nicholas gets to 18. He somehow always manages to birdie the final hole, no matter what the outing is. Briny Baird's told me that story. Dudley Hart has told me that story. Uh, you know, a lot of uh, a lot of the South Florida contingent. So uh, fits right in, I, I suppose. Um, we're with Adam Shupak of, of Golf Week and GolfWeek.com, and uh, you were over in St. Andrews as well, uh, covering a wild and woolly Open Championship. Zach Johnson winning. What was your kind of takeaway from uh, all of that transpired over on the old course? Well, Jordan Spieth really was ex- an exciting story to see what he was able to accomplish, and then and then you know coming so close mm-hmm. to winning third leg, and that was just I, you know you you think back to when Nicholas had a chance in '72 and came so close, but Trevino chipped in on him. You know, Tiger, the last person in 2002 to have a chance, and 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 the weather got to him. But but Jordan Spieth kind of took a, all the different punches that came his way, and he he had a share of the lead with two holes to go, and so he was so close. And I just love the way he handled everything about it. Uh, afterwards, he stuck. He, he answered every question that was was that came to him. Then he stood stood around and and uh, watched the playoff and and embraced. Zach Johnson after is the winner, and, and, and Zach just played, uh, you know, he, we got to give him his due at this point. Two majors, 12 victories. I think he's just about punched his ticket to the Hall of Fame now. You know, he's, he's at least on the doorstep, and when you look at yeah. how many wins he has in, in this era of Tiger and Phil, there's only a couple guys who've won more tournaments, maybe VJ and, and Ernie Els is up there during the same time since, since he started winning in 2004. You know, it's, he, he's proved he's not a fluke. He's legit. This really validates his major title in 2007. And, you know, and he hasn't really even putted well this year, but he sure did when it mattered on crunch time on Monday. Yeah, he found found the absolutely right time to do it. And a little bit of a shout-out, too, to Orlando's own Damon Green, uh, Zach's caddy, and having a chance to uh, to be on the bag for a second major championship. Uh any good uh, any any good stories off the course at St Andrews? Oh well, you know the the golf week gangs at the Dunvegan all week. So, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, maybe <laughs> those stories we can't put on the air. Yeah. But uh, you know, that's just there's nothing better than when the, the Open comes to the St Andrews, um, and you know, you just this this time it looks like we're gonna have to wait six years to go back because they want to have the 150th. Um, okay. Open Championship in 2021. There, well, I, I suppose it'll be worth the wait because uh, St Andrews is St Andrews is St Andrews. There's no place like it on the face of the earth. Uh, Adam, good, 
getting with you this week. Hey, enjoy the week uh, up in Minneapolis. Uh, bring back some good stories, and we will catch up with you in a little bit. All right. Always a pleasure, Jeff. Thanks, Adam. Adam Shupak of Golf Week. We are uh, through the front nine of Golf Insiders, and uh, when we come back, we will uh, bring in Todd Lewis of the Golf Channel and talk a little bit more PGA Tour and Quicken Loans National. We'll be right back. Hey, Harry, thanks a lot for all the security you provide for us. Well, it's my job to keep all those nuts away from you. That's just the way it is. Don't play at Pebble, won't pay the price. I love my Muni, I think it's nice. And we are back, starting the uh, back nine of the Golf Insiders. They're on 740 The Game. Uh, if it's uh, if it's still raining out there, uh, keep it straight on the, on the fairways of I-4. This is Jeff Shane, PGATour.com contributor, also a uh, golf analyst for PrimeSportsNetwork.com. Do a little work for uh, uh, the New York Times International, a uh, new website called GolfBlot.com, various and sundry other enterprises you can... Uh, find my name uh, various places on the web. Formerly uh, golf writer at the Orlando Sentinel. Uh, if you're looking for Holly G, she's got the week off. Uh, she's uh, on vacation, a well-deserved vacation. Hope uh, she's enjoying it. And if you're listening in, Holly, we're trying to keep things going for you. Uh, anyway, uh, the uh, speaking of the golf insiders, don't forget uh, that we have a VIP golf card going on this year. Uh, $99 gets you on to uh, 11 of Central Florida's premier golf courses and entitles you to one 18-hole round of golf with a cart at uh, uh, places like LPGA International, Champions Gate, uh, Mount Dora Golf Club, Ventura Country Club, and uh, Windermere Country Club, which uh, I, I played... Uh, well, a little bit longer ago than I'm than I remember now, but uh, fantastic place. Zellwood Station, very underrated place. Uh, so ninety nine dollars, you can uh, uh, you can order it uh, through the golfinsiders dot com. That is uh, that is with the word the in front. The golfinsiders dot com. Ninety nine dollars, uh, one round of eighteen holes at eleven different courses. It will pay for itself quickly. And uh, so give give that a look when you get a chance. And now we will uh, go on to uh, back out to Gainesville, Georgia, on the shores of beautiful Lake Manassas, where we have Todd Lewis of the Golf Channel. Todd, how are you doing today? I'm good, Jeff. How are you? Well, I'm trying to stay dry. I, I just got back into town myself. I went uh, was out last week at a family reunion back in Phoenix. Hadn't seen my old stomping grounds in a long time, but uh, good to get back and... Uh, uh, and talk a little bit of golf. And uh, it seems like it's been a real interesting week of news, uh, maybe fortnight of news. Uh, I'm not, I realize, you know, this is the Quicken Loans National. A lot of the focus is around Tiger Woods anytime uh, he comes out to host his golf tournament. But if you look at, at the other headlines that go on, we, we've got a bunch going on, including today we, uh, we learned that Rory McIlroy, and I don't think it's a surprise, is not going to play next week at the Bridgestone, and his status at the PGA Championship is still kind of up in the air. Uh, what are you hearing? Do you think he could really be ready in time to give it a go at Whistling? Uh, to be honest, I'd be surprised if he if he would be ready for Whistling Straits. If he's 
he's not ready for Bridgestone, uh, where he won also last year. Let's not forget that. Um, then I, I doubt very seriously that he's ready for the PGA Championship. He's holding hope out that he could. But, I mean, Jeff, you know this. It doesn't matter the sport. Any player coming off an injury, whether it's basketball, football, baseball, golf, um, they have to establish trust with that muscle, with that ligament, um, once again, and hoping that it'll do exactly what it did prior to the injury. Now, when you also incorporate in golf the fact that you have to have the proper timing, if indeed you do kind of like protect that ankle by altering your swing a bit, then you're obviously not going to be ready at a major championship level. So I I would be frankly surprised if he's at the PGA Championship. I I think the more likely return for him will be in the FedEx Cup playoffs, maybe, maybe at the Barclays. Yeah, I, 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 I wouldn't be surprised, honestly, if he took uh, several months off to make sure that he got it all, uh, got it all back well. So um, I, I would be definitely surprised uh, to see him. And, and we know that if you, if you come back too soon with an injury, the body starts compensating and things get worse often instead of better. Exactly right. And he's young. I mean, you know, he's in his mid-20s. So, you know, he, we're not looking at a 39-year-old Tiger Woods, for example, whose window is shrinking. So you know, I, I think you know, he's got some good, smart people around him, uh, including his trainer, Dr. Stephen McGregor, who's been a long-time trainer and worked with the New York Knicks for a long time. So he knows Rory's body. Uh, he understands the, the physics of his body and, and the proper technique and recovery. So uh, I, I think he's in good hands. And Rory's a smart guy, too. He he understands that the world is still ahead of him, even though he's had a successful Hall of Fame career already. So he'll be smart about this. Yeah, I, w- I would think so as well. Very interesting headline that I noticed yesterday with Billy Hurley III uh, coming, uh, coming forward uh, during his press conference and asking for help from the general public uh, to find his missing father who went disappearing a week and a half ago. Uh, really yes. s- stunning story. Well, you're right. And, I mean, I, we, we saw Billy Hurley was, was on the press conference schedule. I'm at the Quicken Loans National, by the way, and we saw that he was on the press conference schedule. And, frankly, we thought he would talk about the fact that you know, he grew up in Leesburg, Virginia, about a half hour from uh, the Robert Trent Jones Golf Club and the fact that he still lives in the area in Annapolis, Maryland, not too far, uh, again, from the Robert Trent Jones, Golf, Trent, Trent Jones Golf Club and the fact that he's in a former Naval officer, Naval Academy grad, and, you know, there's such a, a tie to the military with this event. We thought he'd talk about that. But when he um, came out and, frankly, pleaded with the media and the public to help him and his family find his father, um, it was a strange and emotional twist. Um, the updates that I have, I talked to, the Leesburg, Virginia Police Department yesterday, a missing person uh, report was filed by Billy's mother, uh, Willard Hurley, Jr., that's Billy's father, his wife, um, and he's been missing since July the 19th. Now, the police department said he did use his credit card somewhere in Virginia to purchase gasoline and that he purchased a hotel night in Texarkana, Texas. So... 
So he's, he's, he's out there. Now, the, the biggest thing from the police department that I got talking to them is that there is no suspicion of foul play. So it sounds like he left, Billy's father left on his own accord with some clothes and with some money. Um, but I heard speaking with uh, Representative Billy Hurley today, he still has not heard from his father. So we're just going to have to see how this plays out. Yeah, a strange, strange story. Uh, all the way out of Texarkana, Texas, that's... Uh... That's bizarre, and, and obviously we hope that everything is well with with Mr. Hurley and, and uh, that uh, he can be reunited with his family uh, as soon as we can, but uh, just uh, a bizarre headline. And, and uh, another kind of bizarre thing that, that uh, came, back, came about really last week was this whole situation with Sang Moon Bay. He's going to have to take a leave of absence from the PGA Tour to go serve in the South Korean military. He's 29. I would have thought he would have taken care of that a long time ago. Well, um, he decided, unlike K.J. Choi, unlike Y.E. Yang, he decided to chase his golf dream early um, and you know, put his what is required military service in South Korea, put that on the back burner, um, and, you know, in hopes that maybe, maybe he thought that the military or the government there in South Korea would see that he's had a nice career, he's representing his country well, and they would kind of give him a pass. But that obviously is not the case. So he's going to be, he's going to be out of commission for a little while uh, on the PGA Tour. And it's tough, too, because it, let's not forget the President's Cup is in South Korea. Yeah, I thought about now, that. Yeah, one, now one of their... You know, great players is not, is not eligible to be on that team. I think, from a PR perspective, that's a misstep by the South Korean government. Um, but, you know, it, it is what it is. I did talk to K.J. Choi, who, by the way, is going to be a vice captain for the international team um, at the President's Cup, and he is from South Korea. And he said something very interesting to me. I thought that South Korea's, Koreans would want Sangmoon Bay to kind of you know stay away from the army and play golf, represent the United or the international team in the Presidents Cup and South Korea, he said in fact that the public has kind of turned on Sang Moon Bay and, and saying that folks in South Korea are upset with him that he is not living up to his civic responsibility by going into the army. So it's actually kind of turned into a PR nightmare, at least in his home country. For Sangman Bay, which is quite interesting to hear from KJ Choi. Yeah, very, very interesting. Todd, we're up against the uh, the time. You know how that is, but uh, we appreciate as always you coming on, and we will catch up with you in a little bit. That's you got it, Jeff. Great. Uh, that's Todd Lewis of the Golf Channel, and uh, we'll be back uh, talk a little LPGA. Wrapping things up uh, with Steve Eubanks of Global Golf Post. We'll be right back. Well, I don't want to take all the credit for their talent, but uh, first I had to teach them to play golf. Then I had to teach them to sing, and then I taught them to play various instruments, none of which they do very well. I want my dream. Yeah, yeah, really not so and we are coming down the home stretch on the Golf Insiders for Wednesday evening. Hope uh, you're driving safely on the uh, fairways of i4 this is jeff shane with uh, pgatour.com and primesportsnetwork.com i get back into town holly g takes a week off so she'll be back next week uh let me remind you though that uh, we do have a drawing going on you can enter to win uh, this is for junior golfers so win a summer golf camp session a full week 
uh, with the Gary Gilchrist Golf Academy up at Mission Inn, up in Hog. Howie in the Hills. I'll get that right eventually. Uh, This is a full week camp, technical training, fitness training, mental training, on-course training, uh, led by Gary Gilchrist and his team. Uh, The the, uh, value of this package is $1,850, and uh, Golf Insiders is giving one away. We're going to have the drawing. I believe it's next week, so you got a little bit of time to enter. Go to thegolfinsiders.com and then click uh, over on the right-hand side. You'll see the logo for Gary Gilchrist Golf Academy. Again, this is for a junior golfer uh, and uh, just a really great package. Uh, Gary Gilchrist, uh, longtime coach of Yanni Sen. Uh, Morgan Pressel worked under him for a while. He still coaches Shan Shan Fong. A number of junior golfers uh, has been... Uh, at the top of his game for many years. And speaking of the LPGA, it's a week of a major. We have the Women's British Open going on out at Turnberry, Scotland, and we'll talk about it a little bit uh, from Global Global Golf Post, uh, one of our favorites, Steve Eubanks. How are you doing, Steve? I'm doing great, Jeff. How are you? Always great to be with you. <laughs> well, always glad to have you in. Uh, as I uh, mentioned kind of at the top of the segment here, uh, I just get back in town literally this morning and uh, – Holly is uh, is out on taking her time off, so uh, we're just trading back and forth and trying to keep up with everything that's going on in golf. And uh, uh, the this is the fourth major of the year for the women, right? The uh, Women's British Open. It is indeed. Yeah, you know they they, they have five now, and uh, of course they will conclude with Evian right before the Solheim Cup. But uh, this is the fourth, and um, you know this this to me is is one of the biggest because they they play such classic venues. Yeah. Uh, you know they they, go, they they play St Andrews they play uh, Burkdale last year where Mo Martin won uh, now they're at Turnbury that has such a such a rich history in the game and uh, so, so to me it's it's always wonderful when this one rolls around because you get to see how how the best women in the game stack up uh, on those classic old golf courses yeah and, and uh, to go to a place like Turnbury or or St Andrews uh, places like that. Uh, it, I always find it interesting to just see how they attack the classic golf courses in, in a far different manner, you know, than, than a lot of the guys do. And uh, you know, no, I still say that your some of your best swings out in the game of golf come from the women's side of the ledger. Oh, I would I agree with you wholeheartedly, and I and I thoroughly enjoy watching the way uh, they plot their way around, particularly these links golf courses, where so much about it, uh, so much of it is about position. Uh, even the you know the, the guys find it difficult in a lot of instances to overpower Lynx golf. I mean, in a lot of cases, it just can't be done. If you're out of position three or four steps, uh, you really have nothing. And so uh, to, to watch the, the best women in the game uh, find their lines and figure out a way and, and plod their way around, it, to me, it's, it's, it's some of the best golf of the year. Oh, absolutely. Um... We've got uh, NB Park, the world number one. Uh, she's going for a little bit of a milestone. This is the only one of the women's majors that she has not won, so a chance to go for the career grand slam. And I don't know whether that means four or five because she did win Evian before it became uh, was designated a major. But uh, she's also got some physical problems this week, right? She, she's got some back trouble right now, yeah. And, that, you know, that, that's one that always concerns you a little bit. Uh, prior to her win uh, in Westchester at the uh, KPMG, now she, she was uh, struggling with a shoulder injury, uh, had to have some therapy, didn't go out and hit a whole, a whole lot of balls, 
uh, and was able to overcome that and, and won in, in a handy fashion. But, uh, you know, back trouble is just something that, you know, it's the bane of every golfer's existence because you don't know how bad it is and you don't know when it's going to sneak up and get you. So, uh, you know, I, I hope the best for her, but, uh, you know, it definitely puts a question mark by her name this week. Yeah, and uh, we've got uh, Michelle Wee showing up at Turnberry in a, in a walking boot, and we know about uh, the health problems that she has had this year between the ankle and, and the hip. So uh, another one a little bit on the shelf. Stacy Lewis uh, still looking not only for her first major of the year, but it, we have now gone, what, 53, 54 weeks since she last won a tournament, although she has five runners-up and three third-place finishes. Is that encouraging or is that frustrating as heck? It's frustrating for her, I can tell you. I mean, particularly given how well she's striking the ball. And, and look, I have, I have been as close to Stacy in terms of someone who follows her as anyone, and uh, she's swinging as, as well now as I've ever seen. Uh, her ball striking is, is better than perhaps it's ever been, certainly better than it's been in a couple of years. And so I think that, uh, you know, th- this could definitely be the week for her. But you never know. I mean, look, the weather could blow in. Uh, bad bounces are always going to take place. This is that's the wonderful thing about Lynx golf, and particularly mm-hmm. British Open golf, is that, is that this, this is one, somebody could just come out of nowhere, as Mo Martin did last year, uh, and take this thing because of the vagaries of Lynx golf. Yeah, and... Uh... Uh, Mo Martin, as you mentioned, coming coming out of nowhere. We had a little bit of coming out of nowhere at the at the U.S. Women's Open with Ng Chun. Uh, somebody we always know that that we're going to have a good contingent of of South Koreans really at any major, but it, there's always one that we've never really seen on the radar before and comes up and at least challenges and in this case wins. What have we learned about Ng Chun in the last month? The, the wonderful thing about NG Chun is, is, is I, as I have told everybody who, who uh, will pay attention, um, she's a couple of Rosetta Stone uh, sessions away from being a superstar. Mm. I mean, this is a this is a wonderful young lady who has a who has a gregarious personality uh, and a tremendous golf game. I mean, you talk about somebody who drives it just on a string. I don't think I've I've seen a professional lately just hit it as dead straight as she does. I mean, if, if the ball moves a foot. Uh, it's it's uh, you know it's a big thing for her. So uh, look, I, I I'm very high on her. Um, you know, right after she won the U.S. Women's Open, you know, we we had to we had to deal with the fact that she didn't speak English. Um, but she is she is an, actually a genius. She's a she's a um, she has a genius level IQ and was a math prodigy growing up. So there's a tremendous backstory there. If we ever uh, she ever gets a, enough uh, English under her belt, we have to tell it. Yeah, and one of the more intriguing nicknames in golf, Dumbo. Yeah, yeah. She, well, yeah, a lot of that, everybody's saying, boy, that seems kind of insulting. Where did that come from? She, she hears everything. Yeah. Uh, you know, she just she, she's very, uh, very in tune with what's going on around her. Yeah, and uh, but uh, I think we are going to see a lot of her coming up and uh, uh, yet another really really talented Korean uh, that, that we're going to get to learn a lot more about as, as the years go on. We're coming up kind of tight on the break here. Uh, we're on wrapping up the show, Steve. But who do you like this week out at Turnberry? You know, I like Sayoung Kim, who has been knocking on the door all year long to uh, on the major championship front. And uh, she's long. She she hits it really well. And if she gets her putting putter rolling, uh, she is going to be a really good pick. My dark horse this week, Angela Stanford. 
Nobody drives mm. it straighter and lower and flights or irons uh, in the wind better. So, And we've got bad weather in the forecast for Turnberry, as I understand. So, lighting uh, the... Yeah, it could be it could be something where we're just talking about whoever can survive the elements. Well, we appreciate uh, the time, Steve, as always, and uh, we will we'll catch up with you after uh, after the majors here. Thanks for coming on, uh, Steve Eubanks of Global Golf Post. Uh, we're wrapping it up here at uh, the Golf Insiders. Uh, uh, we got the Women's British Open on the LPGA. We've got uh, we, we've got the Quicken Loans National PGA Tour. Um, and uh, the 3M Championship in the greats of golf. Uh, hopefully we'll get a chance to see a little bit of that on, on Golf Channel as the, uh, as the week goes on or as the weekend goes on. So, again, this is Jeff Shane uh, wrapping it up for, uh, for the Golf Insiders. We'll, Holly G., we'll welcome you back next week. Enjoy your weekend of golf.